Hello, audience. This is the Trippin' Squirrel Podcast for the first time. I am joined by Matthew Patton. I'm an asshole. And Richard Miller. How's it going? I'm not an asshole. I would hope not. And I am Brian Brown. Uh, I will be your mediator. That was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of the alcohol. Yeah, um... I am your mediator for today. A meat eater? The meat eater. So, what did everybody do? Matt, what did you do last night? Um, drank booze, read penthouse, and cried myself to sleep. Wow. Impressive. Impressive. That sounds pretty fun. I'm going to try that tonight. Richard, what did you do tonight? I mean, yesterday. Last night, I came home after work, and I played a little of what we're going to talk about later, Dragon's Dogma. And after that, I decided I'd go ahead and booze a little, too. And I got me some Kraken. And uh be honest with you, it's been a little while since I've taken some Kraken shot because I had to go down to this little low-grade crap called, what was it called, um... Oh, shit, it was crap. Like that. So, anyways, needless to say, it was only 35% alcohol by volume, and now I'm back up to the 50, and I'm enjoying it a lot more. And needless to say, I was buzzing pretty fucking good last night. Nice, uh, nice. Buzzed myself to sleep, and woke up this morning pissed off. There you go, bro. How about you? Why were you pissed off, first off? Well, I was pissed off because I woke up this morning, and let's be honest, my stomach was upset. Didn't know what the hell was going on. Didn't know if I was going to be able to do this wonderful podcast today. But what ended up happening was I had to take a massive shit. Took that shit, and I felt better. Came to uh, drop my kids off to school. Here we go. And at the pool. <laughs> dropped the kids <laughs> off at the, and, and actually, what's funny about this is, Matt, I did drop the kids off at the swimming pool at um, the YMCA today. So, very Base. cool. Wow. Double entendre. I know. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, then. So, what do we got to talk about today? Um, Richard, any points you want to talk about right now? Well, basically... Um, I'm going to let you get into a couple of introductions and what we're about and where we come from, but I wanted to kind of get a couple of things out there. Uh, first of all, and you're going to go over this at the end of the podcast as well, but we've got a couple of different accounts for people. We've got us our uh, Twitter accounts. We now have us our um, – I'm not going to give you out our Skype info, but we've also got our um, – what is it? What is it you just signed up for? Brian, uh, Brian, I can't remember what it's called. Google+. Plus. Google+. Plus. We have a uh, an Instagram account like that that we've got going, and we have – I mean, we've got Facebook like that. We don't use it much. We use Twitter instead like that. But we've got some other accounts, and we're going to plug all that stuff at the end of this podcast. So that way, everybody, if you want to start listening to us and following us while we're doing our miscellaneous tweets from everywhere we go, uh, just give us a shout-out. Um, other than that, we're going to go over some couple of other things, like we've got some news things, and I'll wait till the news section comes around for that. Um, but basically, I just wanted to say hi. My name's Richard. I am a longtime gamer. Uh, I am the best on this crew. Don't let anybody say anything different. Lies. Okay, I'm just kidding. Uh, I typically play role-playing games like that. Uh, I enjoy all sorts like that, except first-person shooters, which I suck at, uh, primarily because I don't play them. Um, I enjoy music. I am a metalhead, so I like heavy metal. I don't like light rock. I don't like bullshit 80s rock like that. But Oh, oh I knew that was going to get him. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I try. I try, but I don't like it as much as I like the metal. Um, and basically, I like women. Don't let them say anything different. 
Okay. All that was a lie, first off. Secondly, I am Brian. You can follow me at TSP underscore Brian on Twitter. I do not have a Facebook because I hate Facebook, but I guess I should probably get one. Uh, you can follow me on Google+. Plus. I like long walks on the beach, and I'm an Aquarius. Matt? I'm Matthew Patton. I live in Lancaster. Don't like it here. Long-time gamer, played since I was four, and uh, I pretty much prefer RPGs, some FPS, adventure, if it's good. And uh, you can follow me down the street, but I got a gun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. By the way, by the way, what he's referring to, uh, or at least what I think is, when you say FPS, as long as it's got a story, you're talking like Borderlands. I know you really dig Borderlands, right? I don't mind Call of Duty, as long as it's not just a repackaged version from the previous version. Oh, okay. So you like it when it's got new shiny packaging on it, or you like all the extra DLC? <laughs> well, no, like, uh, Modern Warfare 2 was different enough from Modern Warfare 1 to be interesting. But Modern Warfare 3 is only slightly tweaked from 2. It's like uh, no more noob tube, things like that. It was more of a DLC than a new game. It was like Madden. Gotcha. Let me ask you a question, and, and maybe you guys, sorry to throw it off the subject here, but maybe you guys can answer this. When I play first-person shooter games, I tend to like the games that are based around World War II. I don't like the Vietnam War games. They fucking piss me off. Like that, and I honestly don't like any games built in like the current days or in the future. I don't like that kind of stuff. So, like with the Future Soldier that just came out, um, I honestly don't see myself playing that at all because I, I don't know why. I just don't like it. Uh, I dig the the, uh, the World War II aspect, I guess, because it's a little bit more like the medieval times. You get one shot sometimes, and you know if you do get a shot, you can't just go off run, uh, shooting them fast. I don't know. It's something about that setting when it comes to it. That's the only one that seems to even draw my attention, unless it's a fantasy setting, kind of like the Borderlands. I think I might could get into that. Problem is, it's a first-person shooter, and I'm not good at them, so it usually pisses me off. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Is it the same for you, or...? I completely agree. I think it's because I'm a history buff, but yeah, I like the old school, you know, 40s World War II type situation or the medieval situation. But uh, I, I'm just not big into the future, except for Mass Effect 3. That's probably going to be my game. Yeah, that's that's a little different. That's so far into the future, it becomes a fantasy for me, kind of like a sci-fi show or something. So I, I, I can understand where you get that with, man. I, I get that. I dig it. Matt? Well, with me, um, past is good, future is good, modern is just unimaginative. It's like, this shit exists. So, copy-paste, it's there, have code for it. But based on your logic, if past is good and future is good, shouldn't modern be fucking great? No, because there is an FPS that's past and modern. It's called Resistance. I've never played that. All right. It takes place in, like, World War II, but aliens attack and wipe out, like, half the world. And humanity has to adapt alien technology to their own, so instead of having, like, in, like uh, single-shot rifles, they have, like, mini Gatling guns as rifles. So it's kind of like Halo meets World War II Call of Duty. So it's, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of like I, a, almost like a, another reality 
like alternate that, history. Yeah, kind of like yeah, like a parallel universe. What would have happened if this took place in that time? Okay. Yeah, okay. I like that. That's pretty interesting. Well, that's I mean that's that's a lot like using your imagination. Now that being said, there is something else I don't know if you heard about Matt, but XCOM. And I know you, yes. you were looking forward to this. You heard I don't know if you heard about the first person shooter. It's been delayed now. Oh. Mm-hmm. And they don't know when it's coming out just yet, so it's been pushed back quite a bit. But the turn-based version of XCOM is still coming out, and that's actually being produced by, I think, Fraxis, which is the people who made the SimCities and uh, Civilizations and stuff like that. So it's going to be made by a couple of good people, so it's something to look forward to, but it's not going to be your first-person shooter one yet. Um, well, I don't have anything against FP... I'm in RTSs. The problem is, it's going up against StarCraft Two. That's... South Korea's national pastime. StarCraft II is the new chess. Everyone fucking plays it. Yeah, so well, out- the only difference, this won't be RTS, it'll be actually turn-based. So it's a little different. Oh. So, yeah. Also, oh, it's going to be like tactics. <laughs> exactly. You get oh, five okay. moves. Like, you can do something that takes up so many moves, and then you can do all this, this, and then you hit next, and then the other person plays. At least that's the way I, I'm, I'm reading and what I'm what I'm seeing on like a, and hearing from other people so uh, I'm not 100% sure I haven't done like the massive research on that one but it just sounds like it could be something definitely totally cool to look into well yeah at first it was supposed to be just normal FPS XCOM and then everyone who ever played the original XCOM was like oh we need RTS because all the other games were RTS exactly. and it's like we can't go in a new direction and I was thinking like like, 1950s FBI, R&D shit, fighting against aliens that are, like, look like they're fourth or fifth dimensional, like, weird-ass shit. That seemed awesome. Oh, yeah. And everyone else was like, oh, no, we can't do that. We need the fucking traditional greys. Yeah, but if you're making a game, think about it. You're going to make a game for the people that play the fucking game. You're not going to make something new just based on the fucking story. You have to stick with tradition. It's true. Some people would be pissed off that you did change, but I agree that it is kind of cool to go another direction. And the good news, Matt, I'm not saying they've canceled it. It's just that it's been delayed a little longer. So it's oh going. you're going to get both. You're going to get the turn base for the, the, the real fans that want to go through and dig deep and, and go back to its core. Hopefully it's going to be just the same. And from what we're hearing, it's, it's pretty fucking badass. And then when they make the new game, the stuff that other people could get into, they're going to get to experience that too. So I think it's going to please you both, but... This is just the bad news, because I know that you had mentioned to me before that you were interested in that XCOM game, and I knew that I heard it was being delayed, and that's not cool. I'll probably play both, if possible, but how far has the FPS been delayed? Uh, the last I heard, it was not in, at least until next year. So, it's But there's a lot of shit that's being pushed back until next year. I mean, we've got what Borderlands that's still uh, on schedule to come out. We've got Resident Evil that uh, 6 that's supposed to be coming out this time. But almost everybody who's announcing anything, even at E3 now, is saying no comment on release dates or first first time of next year. So everybody's kind of getting scared right now. They're making sure that they put out a good product and not wasting their money, which is, is important with uh, all the stuff that happened with other people. Like uh, We've got problems with like 38 studios, which like I said, I'll talk to you about in the news section here later. But uh, I, I think it's just... Uh, not that big of a deal. I don't want to scare anybody because it sounds to me like it's going to come out. It's just, you know, as of right now, it's been delayed. Is it because they don't want to compete against Borderlands 2 and uh, Resident Evil, or they just want to play test their games for releasing them to the public? That's, I don't know. And there was really not much said like that, at least that I read. And like I said, I didn't go into it and dig deep yet, so I'll find that out for you in the next podcast and get you some more info on that. So, 
Okay, cool. Now I got another question for you. This is kind of a weird one. It's something that that I kind of wanted to talk to, and this is good for all of us, I think. Uh, I don't know about you, Matt, but I'm pretty damn sure I'm probably the oldest person on this podcast. Yes, I am 33, like that. And uh, I wanted to talk about what kind of games you started with, because to me, that's that's where it all began. You'd said that you've been playing since you were four. Uh, when I hear younger people saying four, I'm thinking Super Mario Brothers, and to me, that was ridiculously far along. I mean, I started playing games back in the day, if you will. Um, but one comes back to me in, in mind, and this is the one that got me so stuck on video gaming that I could not get away, and that was a series called Ultima. And I, I know people have heard of that because you've got Ultima Online, uh, but have either of you guys ever played any other Ultimas? No, but... Me neither. Okay. I've been watching these reviews on YouTube <laughs> of this guy called Spoonie, He's covered all of them, and even though I haven't played them, he he says the good and the bad, and it's really funny. But yeah, I'm actually familiar with them now, not hands on, but right. you know, descriptive from review. Well, let me tell you let me tell you a little bit about this series, and then I'll let you go back and talk about, uh, for instance, Matt, you, and then then we'll go to Brian or whatever we want to do, whatever order. Uh, but I want to talk to you about what stood out like that and uh for me the first one that i ever played was one called ultima six and um i think it was called quest for the avatar now that's number four shit i can't even remember what it was called but uh it was a very very good game uh it was one of the first ones that introduced actually decent looking graphics uh picked the game up for my father like that he uh he had a computer store he used to sell games and uh i picked it up and uh tried the game out and initially didn't like it because it was something i've never done before which was role-playing uh Ended up falling in love with this game. It had all sorts of cool shit from, you know, moving your characters around, leveling everybody up, uh, talking to uh, gargoyles like that, which is kind of unusual, uh, getting one in your party, and then just fighting around it and just completing an ultimate story. And I'm not going to go through it. I don't want to ruin anything. But I went from Ultima uh, 6 because at that time that was it. Uh, then they released one which was called Ultima 7, obviously. Uh, that game was, was pretty fucking badass like that. And... Uh, they released an expansion pack to it as well, and from there, like I said, I spent hours upon hours. Now, there's something cool about this game. This game also implemented um, speech like that, and it was created by this guy uh, that he called himself Lord British, which was Richard Garriott. And if you know anything about Richard Garriott, he's made a couple of new things out there. Uh, he's made, you know, all the Ultima series like that. He, he played a couple of uh, parts in some other series like Martian Dreams uh, and some other stuff like that that were out there. He also did uh, Ultima Online. He started with it, at least, until he sold the company to EA. Uh, and uh, then, what was the other thing? Um, oh, he came up with another game, and it was a something Rasa, Terra Rasa or something like that. It was, it was an online game that was like a shooting game. Uh, he helped create that, and now he's doing weird stuff both going into the outer space. Uh, but the man had a vision. And what I liked about this game was is on Ultima 6, um, you know, you had all these things, and you dealt with this guy named Lord British, and that was always his persona. That's what he had called himself. Uh, and you go through there, and you talk to him, and you do quests for him and everything. Well, when they finally came out with Ultima Online, I joined in pretty quick. Okay, This was my first experience with MMO was Ultima Online. Uh, well, first subscription-based experience, I should say, like that I had seen EverQuest before. But uh, basically, um, I went in there and I played some Ultima Online, and uh, I thought it was so cool because Richard Garriott, the creator of this series, actually got on as Lord British himself in the game. So if you saw Lord British walking around in the actual castle, that was Richard Garriott. Um, 
really badass. And I, I thought that was just so cool because most people who make games, they just make them and they just sit back and collect the money. This guy really loved making games. Uh, and he loved it so much he wanted to play and interact with people. And he acted the role. I mean, he'd go out and he'd help people if you did something for him like that. You know, go grab him some, some a mug of ale or whatever. He'd come back and he'd give you a thousand gold. And shit, that was a lot of money at the time. Uh, everything was great until one day, and you're going to laugh at this, but it's, it's so fucking true. One day he got on a server, and the people bombarded him and killed him. He was supposed to be unkillable. Like that, he was supposed to be invincible. He had so many million hit points of life, and the whole crew of these people got together, like thousands of players or hundreds of players, whatever you want to say. It's probably hundreds back in that day because I was still on dial-up connection. But he got on there, and the hundreds of players just bombarded this guy and killed him, and he could not believe it. Like that, it was so bad that when he died, he felt so bad about it. He went back and made it to where his character was 100% invincible after that. And I just thought that was just so hilarious. But started with stuff like that, and I played Martian Dreams, which was another rendition, if you will, of uh, – it's kind of weird because you, you might like this, Brian, because it's kind of like Total Recall in a way. Uh, literally, it was like you were you were in Mars, and you were uh, a group of scientists like that, and it looked just like Ultima 6 because it was made by the same people and, uh, and the same engine. Uh, but you went up to Mars, and you had to try to terraform it, ultimately, is what you did. And I ended up you know, melting glaciers just like in that movie, and it melted the, uh, the water, and then the water created population. And it was, it was so cool, man. But the story was so rich in it. It was so crazy. But just like with the Ultima uh, series, they talked in uh, Old English. Like that, which was hilarious because when I was going through high school, I'd played so much of these games like that, you know, listening to Shakespeare was nothing. I mean, I knew exactly what they were saying. And people were like, I don't understand. And I'm like, oh, I got this. You know, it's easy. It's kind of it's kind of weird that you can uh, associate that. But those were my big experiences. And then, of course, you know, Super Nintendo came around for me and I started playing stuff like, I don't know, people may have heard of this series, Final Fantasy. Um, started playing that a couple of times and uh, got really big into that series. And after that, man, it just it just blossomed into my awesome role playing career, which is like I say why I'm the best on this this, this crew here. Um, so I mean, I don't know what it, what what else I mean. What, what did you guys start with? Uh, anything important? I can tell you that the the fucking staple for gaming for me was my very first game, and that was a little game called The Legend of Zelda. Oh, good one, good one. Yeah, oh, wait, and, is this the uh, original or number two or number one? What no, was just the original. NES all the way, number one. And I don't know what it was about it, but it just it fucking sucked me in and gamer for life after that. Uh, Everything else just fell into place. I'm not going to lie to you, Brian. I liked the game, but it wasn't one that, that made me want to play role-playing games. I will to me, fucking kill you. I liked it, but let's be honest. To me, I don't see it as a role-playing game. I see it as an action game. like that. Uh, it just now, And I know people will kill me and stab me when I say this, but I enjoyed Zelda 2 better than I did any of the other Zeldas. Yeah, I don't like you anymore. I think we should hang out. I, I know, I know, and that's, that's what's weird about it. I don't know why, but I enjoyed that game, and, and I enjoyed it big time. Like that, it, was, it was a little different, and a lot of people didn't like it, but it was hard, and I enjoyed that about it, you know? Um, but that was it. I mean, nothing else. I mean, no other series that stick out, just, just that one right there. Because that explains why you're not as good as RPGs at me. Well, I mean, that's uh, disrespectful and rude at the same time. But I, yeah, no, Final Fantasy, I fucking love Final Fantasy. And actually, I started with Final Fantasy VIII. That was my first Final Fantasy, and I fucking fell in love. After that, I went back to seven, and that was even better. And I own seven. I still have it, haven't played it. I have, yeah. Well, I don't want to tell my long, sad story about it today, but uh, never. I've only beat one Final Fantasy I know. Sounds horrible. Here I am claiming how awesome I am, but I've only beaten one. Um, I beat Final Fantasy VIII like that, but I have not beaten any other one. Uh, yeah. So what the hell was that? I don't know. 
Mm. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to have to edit all that shit out. We may not. We may not. And I know it sounds bad, but the recording is still going. I'll edit out what we're talking about right now, but it it paused and it just came back on. So it may take up, it may understand that. So. Yeah, that's weird, that's weird. All right. Uh, Go ahead. I don't remember what we're talking about. What are we talking about? What we're talking about games. And it was Matt's turn. That's right, Matt. What sucked you in to the gaming universe and made you a gamer? All right. My first game I ever played for NES was, of course... Men Alone, the KY Connection. No, we're not talking about you, Brian. Oh, nice. I like it. It was originally Super Mario Bros., which was fun. And then I played Contra, which was like... I remember that with a machine gun. But the series that caught me was originally Mega Man. Oh, good one. And I used to get my ass kicked on those games, but I tried. With two, I could never get past Quick Man's fucking instant death lasers. But when I reached like eight, I beat three, then I went back to beat two. I didn't have one yet. That was hard to find. I beat four, five, couldn't find six either. It was near the end of the NES lifespan, so it was not a mass-produced game like the rest. Um, I played seven for SNES, and then I discovered X, which was like... Mega Man X was to Mega Man as Mega Man was to Breathing Air. And it was just awesome. I mean, it became like a rock music soundtrack. You got Zero, who's like badass mecha Jedi. And the game for the Super DS that just I like more than any of those is Super Metroid. That game, I can play it, beat it, play it again, beat it, and it's still fun. It's just an awesome game. There's no wrong in that game. Which will bring me to something else. What's that? Segway here. You ready for the segue? Let's do it. NG Plus. I'm enjoying the shit out of the capability of NG Plus. You had mentioned that you finished your game and you could start it over and you finished your game, started over. The Japanese have got this shit figured out when they make it to where you can actually play the game and then go back and play the game and make enemies harder or do extra quests. I- I'm really digging that shit. I- I- have you guys experienced an NG Plus game yet? Or New Game Plus. Exactly. Uh, well, I know. I know. Chrono Trigger was what they said that one of the first games to implement it. Um, I I remember playing Chrono Trigger and I remember getting through it like they, uh, with a friend. Of course, I didn't do it by myself at the time, but we beat the game and, and I knew it had NG Plus, but I never really did that. But I'll be honest with you, I think before Chrono Trigger, you got to give props back to the original Zelda. I mean, that was the ultimate to me of NG Plus, right? I mean. Um. You, Fairly certain that was the first NG+. Exactly, because I, you beat the game and then shit fucking changed. I mean, it's like you went over there and said, oh, I'm just going to blow the bomb here. Like, what, the, what are you talking about? Oh, now the bomb's over in another, another weird-ass spot. I'm like, who the exactly. fuck's going to find that shit? I mean, like it's, I mean, ultimately we did, but you know, we had Nintendo Power magazines that helped us with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I'm enjoying the shit out of that. I'm playing a game right now. I'm playing Dragon's Dogma, and I'm in NG Plus right now. Uh, and I'm enjoying being able to go back and doing a couple different things over and over. So, Actually, Absolutely. one of the first games that technically had NG Plus, it was hard to notice, was actually Super Mario Brothers. It was Pong. Well, well, I mean, do you remember playing Super Mario Brothers, beating it, 
And then you could start the game, and instead of, like, Goombas, it was the uh, German helmet fireproof assholes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That that was a hard game once you beat it. It's like, why even get the fire flower? It doesn't kill half the shit in the game now. But, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, but how did you save your progress? Was that that shit we had to, did you Could you, or was it just you beat the game, then you didn't, and if you turn it off, it's over? Start oh, all over again? Yeah, 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 there was no save. Yeah. Well, there used to be on some where you held the select button and then hit start. You remember that shit with, like, uh, Dragon Warrior? I didn't know if it was that way, too, so... Yeah. I actually have Dragon Warrior, but the battery save is drained. Oh, that sucks ass. It it can be changed, but I'd have to take it to someone who knows how to change it without ruining the system. It's like a chip inside of a plastic cage with a battery attached to it. Cool. But, uh, yeah... New Game Plus, one of my favorite, because you can make enemies harder, and you can, like, reshape the game, was Legend of Mana for PS1. Good now, game, too. Game, oh, you played that? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't played it in years. I know that you went back and replayed it, because you downloaded it, right, off a of PSN? Oh, I bought that when I got my PS1, like, senior. Oh, okay, school. okay. Yeah, I, play, I played it way back, way back in the day. It was way before I was senior, but it was, it was way back in the day, but, yeah. Oh, I tried to print out a equipment weapon guide to, to figure out how to make certain weapons and how the system worked. I was at the I was at the library at the time, didn't have a computer, so I tried to print it out. It said I couldn't print out documents more than fifty pages long. Oh. Yeah. The the equipment system in that game is so deep it's almost unfathomable. I mean it, it makes things like in Skyrim or Oblivion look minute. He'll probably even by Minecraft standards, it's like, yeah, that's skin deep. And and once you beat the game, you could have uh, nightmare mode, no future mode. In no future mode, you don't run anything in like less than like 95, level 95. And bosses take like 30 minutes to kill. That's cool. It will... I can kind of, you know, go back. I mean, you can see in the day, like, the, the games I'm playing now, the bosses are pretty difficult. I mean, you know, the with this Dragon's Dogma, the boss that I just fought, like, the end boss, like, that took me literally probably about 20, 25 minutes to kill, which was it was just badass. I mean, it's just, it was so well done like that. And uh, same way, I think it's the Japanese are just doing that kind of thing, as opposed to where, when I'm playing Skyrim, no offense to Skyrim, it's a great game. It's game of the year. Everybody knows. Um, but... After you get so fucking badass on that game, it's like you can pretty much one or two shot those fucking dragons, and it's like just kind of sad, you know? Um, I kind of wish that they had a little bit more of a challenge like that. Now, I remember being scared shitless when they came down the first couple times, and I know Brian remembers this shit, too. He's like, you look down and go, oh, you're a dragon, okay, one breath and you're dead, you know? But mm-hmm. but it, it's one of those things where you, you ultimately get a little bit better at it. But it, it kind of, I agree, you know, games like Secret of Mana, like that, you know... Uh, there's all sorts of good games back in the days, but they're all those Japanese games, and I, I seem to be leaning to loving those more nowadays. I don't know why. It's just, it's just, just me. It's weird. I don't know. The Western RPG isn't pulling me in like it should. I guess so. Yeah, you're, you're going through the opposite of what everybody else is. Exactly, and, and I know it sounds bad. I played those back in the day, but I've been playing heavily with these these Western ones, and it's got appeal. Uh, give you an example, Matt. You're you're playing Skyrim now, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, great game. Uh, I beat the game. Uh, did not 100% it or get a platinum on it, which somebody we know did. Or even 50%. I 52% it, dude. Sure you did. It was 52. Oh. 
Matt, did you ever platinum that? Because I know I did. <laughs> I haven't finished yet. I gotta finish, like, wars oh. and shit to fight uh, The Last Dragon. Dude, you gotta get on top of that. It's so fucking amazing. I've been playing Virtua Fighter Five because I, I was in a fighting game mood, and that game is really fun. And that is why you fail at life, constantly. However, if you want to know why Brian fails at life, ask him how he does on Mortal Kombat. How do you do Fuck y'all. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know it's true, bro. You know it's true. We got If we're gonna get, we're gonna get real, man. We're gonna get real with Mortal okay, Kombat. Okay. If, if we're gonna get real, then I will admit that I am not a great fighter on fighter games or in real life. Or I could kill your mom. Critical <laughs> <laughs> damage. Oh, fucking punch to the face. All right. All right. Brian's <laughs> proficient. Punching old ladies. In the face. Yeah, I do that. Okay, I've now, seen an old lady's head bounce off of concrete before, and it was fucking amazing. So, so here's the thing, though. If you're going to throw out your fucking accomplishment with your, your platinuming Skyrim... Got, thing, I've got... Th- wait, how many do I have? Three or you've four? Got, you've got three, but the other two don't fucking count. Here's yeah, the they thing. do. Dude, Hannah Montana? Really? Oh, oh gotcha. Uh, no, I've got Borderlands, um, Skyrim, and uh, Infamous 2. Did you beat Chromerics? No, not yet. So you have a technical platinum, not a DLC full game. Access. And 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 no, that is a technical though. platinum. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Brian and I have discussed this. We don't feel that that should actually count because not everybody can afford the DLC. Like for me, when I bought Borderlands, I bought it without the DLC. I'm gonna have to go spend another fifteen bucks to get a platinum. That's kind of bullshit. So I, I agree that he probably did deserve this, like that, even though it's an easy one to get. Well, I, I, I do understand that, but, I mean, if you really do like Borderlands, the DLC is worth it. I think they got, like, a $10 bondle now. So well, when, when nowadays, and, and I actually almost bought it, because uh, I knew you guys liked playing it. Now, we were playing on the PSN network, and I could barely even talk to you guys, and it was pissing me off, so... Uh, but regardless of which, like that, they've now got it where you can buy, you know, the Game of the Year edition. You can get all this shit, and it's actually come down to such a cheap price, man. I thought about it, but my problem with it is, is you guys have already beat it. Who the fuck am I going to play with? Like that, I want to play online. That's what I like doing. And by that time that it comes out and I get it started, man, let's face it, Borderlands 2 is here. So yeah. I might as well just fucking skip it and wait for Borderlands 2, and we all crack that down and, and go for that. Oh, yeah. that's, dude, that's going to be hardcore. Did you hear that they're doing a Gunzerker? It's like Berserker, but you can have any two weapons on this fucking guy. You can have a rocket launcher and a goddamn, I, I don't know, nuclear missile. Yeah, it's the guy with the mohawk on the cover. Yes. Well, I've also heard there's a stealth assassin this time, too, so that's what I'm interested in right there. Yeah, yeah. Matt? Oh, um, one of the things I heard is you'll be able to do missions with the original four mercs, and they'll be like NPCs. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. No, that's going to be fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've been drinking a little bit. You know, I've been sipping on the crack in the entire time we've been talking, by the way. Yeah, I've been that's sipping fine. on the crack, too. Yeah. yeah. He said crack, not crack, and I'm pretty sure that's inappropriate. He's snorting the crack, or putting his tongue in the crack, whichever one, I don't know. It's, oh. Well, the problem is there's only two guys there, so which cracks is your tongue going in, man? It's his face to my ass. Oh. Well. I'm afraid that's grossly inaccurate. Two guys, one cup, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like two guys, one mixing bowl, brownie special. mix. All right, so fucking spatula. All right, so I'll. How how about some news, guys? Anybody want some news? Yeah, I got some news here. How about that? All right, go for it, man. Okay, so 
apparently coming soon. Alcohol prices are expected to rise 15 to 35 percent. Holy shit. What for, man? It's uh, all these fucking wholesalers are getting into the alcohol business, like your Costco and your Sam's. They're getting into alcohol, so all these distillers are figuring, oh, we can jack up the prices for no fucking reason. Shouldn't it be the opposite because you're selling more product? You would figure. I mean, they always taught us supply and demand. This goes against all of that. Yeah, this is a inversion of basic fucking economics. This is like Barackonomics. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it doesn't make any fucking sense, and I have a feeling that they won't go through with it just because they're going to take a huge hit as far as profit. Yeah, just like like five years ago, they didn't double the price of a pack of cigarettes. That never happened. Either. Now, are they talking about? Raising the price of the alcohol itself, or just taxes? What are we talking? Or both? No, they're they're talking about let's put an extra fifteen to thirty five percent on the price of the alcohol, and whenever we sell it to anybody, no matter what kind of discount they're getting, they're still paying that extra. Well, he, here's the thing: they're gonna they can get away with it. Fuck, they do that with gas every damn day. You know, it's like they want to raise the price of gas, they raise the fucking price of gas. And what do we do? We have to do it. You know, so. I think they're gonna if they want to do it, they're gonna do it, man. So I really sucks. hope so not. Because just think the Kraken, instead of paying what, uh eighteen ninety nine for a seven fifty milliliter bottle. Yeah, that's what I paid yesterday for mine, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about I, I don't know, I'm not twenty five or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like twenty four twenty five. And it takes the twenty five uh dollar one and pumps that shit back up to like thirty or so, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fucking ridiculous, dude. I don't like that at all. What's even worse is if this works, they'll be like, we can get away with it. So five, ten years down the line, they'll jack it up again like fucking gasoline. So, yeah, um, if it doesn't go through, good. If it does go through, um, buy it up now because it's going to get higher. Mm-hmm. You heard so, it here, yeah. buy booze. Hey, it doesn't go bad. It gets better with age. It's true. That is completely true. In my my only problem is my Kraken's not going to last me more than two weeks, probably. So. Yeah, that's see, that's that's inappropriate. Maybe. So you like it, huh? I do like it. Uh, it was it was definitely fun because I told you I, I changed over from the uh, the crappy one. Uh, what the fuck was the name of that shit too? It's it's called Captain. Black. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a Captain Morgan. I don't mind. Malibu. It was Malibu, that's what it was, and it was uh, it was called Black, and it was decent, like that, but it was funny because I was telling Christina last night, it's like, you know, take the squig of the black, and it's smooth as fucking butter, man, it's like nothing's there, like that took a squig of this shit, even though it tastes great, like that, I can taste the fucking alcohol, I mean, it was strong, and I was like, it's like almost like drinking rubbing alcohol, and I was like, oh, it's back, and, uh, oh yeah, I got a massive buzz, it was awesome, and like I say, yeah, it's only one shot for me, um, Although I do have to say the shot glass, I did I did check it out. It is basically two shots for a shot glass. So uh, I am taking two shots at one time. So there, I'm not so much of a pussy after all, I guess. Yeah, but you still can't handle it. That's the problem. Oh, I can handle it. I just can't handle more than one. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent, excellent. But uh, so, anyways, uh, guys, I am uh, gonna read you. My news, okay? Now, my news, I told you earlier today, was uh, 38 Studios. Um, they have gone bye-bye. Well, yes and no. They laid off a whole bunch of employees. 350-plus uh, employees have been have been laid off uh, with 38 Studios. Uh, now, what's sad about this is, is I really fucking love their game that they put out. 
uh, and I'm going to tell you exactly what broke them, hopefully, uh, and hopefully they can recover from it, but this is what's going on. So 38 Studios, if you guys didn't know, teamed up with a company called Big Huge Games, and they released a game called Kingdoms of Amalur, um, or The Reckoning, like that. Uh, this game, even though other people thought the story was kind of lame, is fucking amazing. And when I say amazing, I mean it's got tons of fucking quests. You can never, I don't know if you can actually do every quest in this game. I, I really don't. There's just so many of them. They are tedious and they are, you know, go kill this and come back and stuff like that. But the action in it is, is on par with, are very, very close to on par with what I consider with the, like the Dragon Dogma uh, attack. So it's very good. Uh, and it did very well. And that's what's weird about this. This game sold thousands of, I mean, thousands upon thousands. I mean, it actually made millions of dollars, okay? Uh, so they were successful. They put out now two DLCs. And those DLCs have been successful. So the question is, is what the fuck happened that they actually lost all their money to where they have gone bankrupt and they're basically no more? Uh, it, it's it's actually not. It's uh, it's something that, that a lot of people don't realize. It's all about MMO. Okay, they wanted to make an MMO out of this game. Okay, they didn't release the actual name of it. They kind of gave it a code name, uh, which I think was Project Capricorn or something in that area. But uh, basically, they had put out this. This, this game, and, and they're making it, and they spent a lot, a lot of fucking money making this game. They bought a couple companies to try to make this game. Uh, it got to the point to where they actually couldn't afford their place, like that they couldn't afford the loan, so what they did was they took a loan out from Rhode Island, uh, and this this loan was like $750 million or something in, in that term. It's, it's a lot. It may not be that high, but it's a lot of money. Uh, they ultimately came to the point to where they were running it low on funds because it takes a lot of money to make an MMO these days, and it's iffy. Uh, let's face it. I mean, you look at the latest MMO that came out that was guaranteed success. Do you guys know what that was? Diablo 3. Okay, you, you have no right to talk anymore. Okay, Diablo 3 <laughs> is a great game, but Diablo 3 is not an MMO. Okay? Uh, what I'm referring to is Star Wars The Old Republic. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, okay. the fucking killer. Okay, it's it was the WoW killer. It's the one that's going to destroy WoW, but it was a fucking clone of WoW. It had lots of new things, but it was nothing more than a clone. And it has a huge backing of all the people who love the Star Wars universe, which hell, I'm one of them. Like that, I love the shit. Like that, but I'm not buying that damn game. It's the same fucking thing. Like that. Um, the whole point to it is, is that they're not even doing as well as they wanted to. I mean, they've spent millions, like two hundred plus million dollars, to make this game, literally. And it's nowhere near making the money back yet. Uh, so same thing goes on with this this project that they were doing. They're not making the money back. Um, ultimately, it's it started catching up to where they couldn't pay, and they missed payroll a couple times. And then they made a big, big mistake, and they missed their payment back on their loan from Rhode Island. Um, and after that happened, the news got out, and it was fucking Kurt Schilling's plan up like that. And they started not getting any other personal loans, ultimately to the point to where they had to shut the company down and fire all their associates. Uh, so I'm sad about that because I honestly feel that if there was any game that could have possibly pushed the limit on MMO, it would have been that game. These MMOs are having a hard time actually working. I mean, and it's just they just can't afford to do it. And they couldn't pay that that bill back to, to Rhode Island. So what ultimately happened was is Rhode Island uh, – said, hey, meet the deadline, you didn't make the deadline, and then the media just tore the shit out of him. So it ultimately made it to where he just couldn't do it. And the whole point to the story is is that it's sad to see a company so new like that and made such a great first game like that just going down the tubes now already. And and I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of sad because it was – and, and I'm not one of those that like, feels for Kurt Schilling just because the fact that he said he played games when he was growing up and that's what he wanted to make. That's cool, and I'm glad he's trying to live the American dream like that. And we all know that money makes the world go round. He didn't have it, and he did a very good job of what he did like that but i'm just sad that the company's gone because there's a lot of talent that left in that those places that that now have to find jobs elsewhere and and to me that's sad but uh 
I mean, I'm just sad because I, I thought, man, you know, that was a good game, and I wanted to see more. I would have probably bought Kingdoms of Almore 2 if they made it, you know. But but that's the latest breaking news that I got for you. Um, other than that, the only other news is is that this is kind of post-dated now because our original podcast was going to be before, and we had some technical difficulties, primarily me, uh, was Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma came out. Um, now, Brian, I know you've got it like that. Um, and uh, Matt, I don't know if you've actually seen it, seen it yet or, or, I know, or if I've had a chance to play it yet. But, well, I, I guess, what, what, is, what is your impressions on it, Matt? I know, I know that, 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 have you seen it at least? or? Uh, no, I've seen the cover. Everyone's talking about it. Uh, Brian himself described it as a cross between, like, Dark Souls and uh, what else did you say? A little bit of Dark Souls, a little bit of Skyrim, a little bit of Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, oh. I agree. Now, there's only one problem with that statement. What's that? You have no right to talk about Dark Souls. <laughs> you were I've played Demon Souls, Souls, that's enough. You played Demon Souls. I am the one in this crew who has platinumed out, if you will. I don't play PlayStation anymore, but I do. I did finish 100% complete Dark Souls, so don't talk to me about it until you actually put the damn disc in and play it. Well, S- I, semantics. Semantics. Yeah. I actually want to play those games, but there are just a few other games that are higher priorities. I, I can tell you... It's it's a tough one to get into, Matt, and I know oh, you played a little bit, but wonderful, like that. It was the most satisfying game I've ever played, and I'll be honest, they're about to put out a DLC, which I'll talk about here in a second, like that. But uh, wonderful, absolute wonderful, like that. And and I know it sounds bad, but I I bought this game, returned it, bought this game, returned it, bought this game, let it sit on my shelf forever. Finally played it, finally got into it and delved into it deeply and love it, like that. So it's 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 one of those games where you have to really want it, but once you do, you'll be rewarded, guaranteed, guaranteed. So definitely make sure you do it. Doesn't have to be today, doesn't have to be tomorrow. Brian won't do it anytime soon because he knows I'll kick his ass. That's all I'm saying. What the fuck ever. Uh, did you play Demon Souls? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. Which one did you like better, Demon Souls or Dark Souls? I like both. Like that. Now, Dark Souls. What I liked about it was there were more bosses. Like that. I enjoyed that part more. Uh, Demon Souls. I enjoyed the PvP system. Okay. Now this may change with the patch, which like I said, I'll talk to you about in a second. But uh, Demon Souls. Amazing multiplayer, and and I don't know if you guys ever got far enough to actually start doing that, but it was amazing. And and I'll explain it. You know, basically the the concept. You you fight this game. If you die, you lose your soul, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you have to kill a boss to get it back, like that. Or you buy a item. Um, fuck, what was even the fucking name of the item? I remember. Anyways, but you buy an item and you can bring yourself back to life. Okay, that's what they used in Dark. Uh, in, in, sorry, in Demon Souls. Uh, when you get further into multiplayer, like that, you actually get the ability to fuck over people. And this is where it gets great, okay? You don't have, it's not necessarily a griever game, so check this out. If you go in and you are a human form, okay, so you have your soul, and I don't have my soul, let's say it that way. I have a tool that I can use, and I can lay it down on the ground, and it will randomly select someone's world who has a human soul. So I could get your game, okay? And what I could do is I could come in there and I could fight you. Now, you know I come in, so there's not you can't say it's a grieving game. I cannot fight you unless you are my level or higher, okay? So in other words, I'm not going to come in there with badass equipment in your piece of shit. It, it's a fair game, okay? No, I, I said invade their game. It, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you said grieve. Uh, but yes, invade their game, exactly. So I would come in and invade your game, and I would take over. But I can only do it if you're in human form. So if you weren't in human form, you don't have to worry, okay? But I come in there, and basically I fight you and kill you, and if I do succeed, I get my soul back, okay? What I liked about it was is when you had your soul back, you had more life instead of half your life. Uh, now, there were items that gave you a little more, like the ring of uh, health or advertise or whatever it's called. You get a little bit more back like that. But the whole point to it was is that if you died in that game, there was a penalty, man, and you wanted to be alive, like that you wanted to do it. Plus, you could not call someone in to help you fight that boss unless you were 
human. Who, yeah. who's a, what the fuck's going on with the internet connection, man? I don't fucking know. It's it's pissing me off, dude. Anyways, China. So, I stopped that conversation, but get it, man. It's it's a great game. Do it. You'll love it. Like that. It's it's amazing. The whole point to it is is that you have to be human to fight with other people, and it's so fucking amazing when you fight with other people. The game just gets awesome. And to me, when you go to Dark Souls, there's no negative penalty for being uh, like. Hollow is what they called it. So you were, I mean, Hollow, you got all your life just the same way you did. You can't ask for aid from anybody else, but then again, you can play the game and be a little pussy and never have to worry about anybody ever attacking you, which uh, was kind of uncool. Like that, the downside to it was you die once, you fucking lose it, and you can't go back and invade someone to get your soul back. I hated that. You had to have fucking things called humanity, which once you beat the game once or twice, like I did, I was in NG3, or NG++, uh, you really don't have to worry so much anymore. I mean, that's that shit's easy to get. So I could just straight out buy it if I wanted to, and you get to the point to where you know exactly how to defeat the enemies and how to play the game. You got so fucking good. And then you decide to try your hand at multiplayer, like I did, and you get your fucking ass whooped. Um, those people who play this game, they are hardcore people, and they love it. So, um, Going back to NG+, yeah. um, did you ever play Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross? I played them both. Now, I'd never beat either one of them. Uh, I didn't play enough. I rented the games back in the day from Blackbuster and uh, never really did much else with them. So, yes, I have seen them. I remember certain things about them, but, like, for instance, Chrono Trigger, I remember you start off and you go into some sort of, like, little, uh, if I can remember correctly, you start off in some sort of, like, little parade or something like that, and ultimately you sw- you go into into time and you fight all sorts of cool shit. So, yes, I do remember the games, but never beat them. So I, if they have an NG+, Plus, I never notice that. So PSN, like, 10 bucks a pop. You can get both of them for like twenty. Uh, Chrono Trigger, one of the best RPGs I've ever played. I mean, it's it's a Super NES, but still has enough extra like puzzle shit. That's an action one too, right? Where I mean, it's still role playing, but you actually push the button to attack. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's term it's a use the gauge active time battle. Gotcha. But and um. Gauges, but. You know, there's like a certain turn count. Being faster, your turn will come up more. Things like that. They're both great games, and uh, Chrono Cross has like the best video game music ever. Period. Cool. Cool. So, Brian, I'm disappointed with you. Why is that? Where the fuck are you, man? What do you mean, where the fuck am I? I'm at home. You're, the drinking. You got to stop this shit. You're not talking enough. Let's get into your stuff, man. What, what do you got? What's going on, man? He needs to sweeten his throat. <laughs> Not right now. I just took a drink. He's in the um, corner jerking off a little, I guess. Oh no, that, that was five that? minutes ago. Are you so, what I want to get into is I don't know if anybody here is a Quentin Tarantino fan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Good, good. I'm glad because I don't know if you remember a little movie he made called Western. I'm sorry, Sukiyaki Western Django. Have you ever heard of that? Never heard of that one. Okay, well, it is a uh, it's a Western movie. But nothing but Asian people in it. A lot of martial arts, a lot of fucking guns, a lot of Western. Right? Apparently, before Prometheus in the previews, they have a preview for the sequel to that. Interesting. And I'll be able to tell you maybe if we get this done quick enough, like that, because my movie starts here in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So we we got to start wrapping soon. But um, Matt recently scouted out Akon. Oh, nice, and Matt. How did that go? It was fucking awesome. Um, on Friday night, one of the first big things I did out there, on Friday I kind of look around, see the vendors, 
buy shirts, got a couple wall scrolls, some manga, shit like that. Check out the vendors first on Friday. Uh, look for merchandise while they still have it. Um, that's what I did. Uh, got some manga, some wall scrolls, some t-shirts. Got Brian a Dexter t-shirt because he uh, loves that show. Nice. Um, then Friday night, concert comes around. First up, Ayabie, a really good uh, like J-Rock band. A uh, little bit of screaming in their vocals, but nothing too bad. There were, so, there were a lot of songs that were just smooth, enjoyable. Uh, they were pretty in tune. The second band, Oz, was like really heavy, like kind of headbang screamo. Not the biggest fan, but there are, out, there are people out there who enjoy it. Um, Saturday... Hey. Oh, what was that? I said me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy that kind of music. Sorry. Go ahead. But, uh, Saturday, I went to uh, panels. Uh, I went to one for like sci-fi fantasy writers because I kind of want to write. Um, the second one was for like making props and costumes and how to do it cheaply. Um, the third one was an improv panel, which was just, you know, learning how to do improv, the history behind it. It was, it was a lot of fun. And the fourth one, this was the weirdest one, was um, the philosophy behind anime. And we're talking about on base on base. Like, like, like uh, this anime has this philosophical meaning. And it was done by this guy who's on YouTube called Blasotaku. And it was pretty cool. I swore he was cosplaying as Rufus from FF7 with the white suit, but I'm not going to actually state that because I'm not sure. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, people asked what anime and like what the philosophical significance was. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Cool. Um, then uh, that's why I did Saturday. Saturday night, there was a, a dance, more of like a rave. Not my thing. I just wandered around, talked to people, looking everything over. And uh, Sunday, by like 1 o'clock, we were out of there. Uh, Sunday's kind of dead. It technically goes to like 5 p.m., but only like half the rooms are open, and most of the things there aren't that great. That's why they're there. They're at the end of the con after everyone's left. Um, You can go to the dealer's room and get deals, but... That depends on how much they have left. So it's kind of a risky situation if you want something specific. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So did you see any action there, Matt? Um, like any of the real action? How'd that go? Oh, you're talking about the sexy-ass cosplayers. Yes. Um, there, were, there was a Parco cosplayer there. And not the traditional biker gear. We're talking the bunny suit. Nice. Yellow contacts, actual dyed hair, kind of the peachy pastel pink. And it wasn't a real guitar, but it was a really well-made fake. I mean, who's going to buy a Rickenbacker? They're like, like three, $4,000 guitars at least. They're Me. ridiculous. But, um, yeah, awesome. Um, what are some other cosplays? I saw way too many bronies out there. Oh, that's fucking ridiculous. I hate bronies. Except for, uh, 
MLP Michael. He's pretty hardcore. <laughs> well, see, shout out. Well, see, I like the dot move, like my little pony videos. If that was a series, I would watch it. I'd pirate it if I have to, but. Oh, oh yeah. illegal. Edit oh. this out right now. Edit beep, it out. Beep, beep. Oh, shit, forgot. I was just joking. Sure you were. Yes. We're calling sure. the cops after this podcast. Actually, he was just going, argh, when he watches it, that's all. <laughs> yeah. I like things that are rated R. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, what are some other cosplays? Oh, I saw, actually saw some uh, Chrono Cost cosplays, which I've never seen before. Uh, Kid and Harley, which was pretty awesome. Um, uh, there's a lot of, like, Marvel cosplays out there, like some Spider-Man, a few Deadpool. Uh, there's one guy that he dresses like Tony Stark, has the, uh, like the beard, and um, underneath his shirt he has what looks like an arc reactor that shines through. And that's his whole thing. He's, he's basically Tony Stark. He's not Iron Man, he's Tony Stark. But it looks really good. He looks a lot like him. Uh, we, we took a picture with him last year. Yes, we did. Yeah. But, you know, last year, my, honestly, my favorite one, my absolute favorite one, was the Castle Crashers. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, it's like, people know about this? Yeah. That's awesome. Exactly. <clears throat> Yeah, it was like watching Family Guy. I know that, so it's funny. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. So I'm glad you got to cover it. Uh, that brings me into my next point. Um, we would like to really start doing conventions, Acon, uh, Beer Right, you know, just really going out there, spreading the word of TSP. Uh, we, we're so grateful for all of the support that any of you may give us. And, yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to really get out there. We're going to need to bring, like, cameras, notepads, audio recorders, designated drivers to beer right. It's basically $20, all you can fucking drink. So, yeah. I don't remember dinner, and I actually ate it. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't remember going home, it was but I rented. woke up in my bed. Nice, nice. I had something like, the equivalent of, like, some, like, 70 to 80 shots of beer throughout the day. Because the cups were bigger than a shot, but they only filled them, like, half to two-thirds. But you could always be like, I like that. Give me some more. Yeah. Nice. So, and some of that shit was, like, 12%, 15%. We're, we're getting to, like, elixir-type stuff, not just beer. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. The, uh, that's why I've always wanted to try a uh, tactical nuclear penguin. It's something like 23% alcohol, and it's just a beer. That's retarded. But it costs like 60 bucks for uh, a pint. You have to get it shipped from England. Nice. Samuel Adams made something weird like that. It's utopious. Yeah, but they weren't allowed to sell it in the States. They could sell it abroad, but the, the like laws in the States made it like, maybe it was some states, but it was hard to sell over here because no one knew about it. Yeah. And people that found out about it were like, one, it's hard as hell to get your hands on. And two, it was like horribly expensive. Like a bottle was like two fifty or something like that. Well, Crazy. you can find it on the internet, but yeah, it's just it's amazingly expensive. But uh, yeah. So, anything else before we wrap? Uh, not much, man. All right, guys. Once again, we would love for you to follow us on Twitter, Google Plus, 
And on Twitter, it's at TSP underscore Richard, at TSP underscore Brian, and at TSP underscore Matt. Follow us on Google Plus by our names. Follow us on Facebook. And once again, we appreciate the support. If there's anybody out there that would love to send us a product to try for completely free, we would absolutely love that. Or if you have any questions, you, you can email us at trippin underscore squirrel underscore productions at yahoo.com. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up, guys? Yeah, don't forget the uh, the actual Twitter account for Tripping Squirrel. We do post some stuff there as well, and that is at Tripping Squirrel. Good job, because I completely forgot about that shit. Yeah, not a problem. Good you job. can follow us anywhere, but don't follow me down my street. Wow. Way to bring it back. As, All long, right, guys. as long as you're clothed, okay. uh, we would prefer you to be naked when you follow us down the street. Ooh, that's that's a good point. Okay. I feel like George Foster now. <laughs> All right, we're wrapping. All right, thank you guys. Yeah, bye. Bye.